Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I'm Orion Lavelle. And I'm Travis Mattingly. And you're listening to Tooth and Nail, a monstrous podcast where it, it's cold and we're sick. Yeah. And we're going to like <laughs> cough it out. I, I realized something just like right now, just a few seconds ago before I started see- speaking these words. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just say it at the beginning of the podcast, you can <laughs> apologize for everything and then just make a bad podcast. That's right. Here. And it's totally fine. <laughs> There so, I go. Yeah, so so we're just going to leave every cough uh, oh God, in, no. and I'm sorry, we're just like bad, and I'm sorry for that, uh, which means that I'm not going to edit this at all, and you just see, and then yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, well, it'll be a real, like, grassroots, down-to-earth podcast where yeah. every little shitty mistake and noise we make. Exactly. <laughs> be a lot of mouth sounds. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. So it seems, it's, in summary, it seems as though the last demon was the one to break us. Because we're talking about the final demon today. Uh, we're talking about the last demon. Uh, we're talking about the Yachlal. Yachlal. I don't want to say it it's going to make me cough more. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we're just, if we just stuff. masquerade all, every, all the coughs as laughs and demon names, uh, it's totally fine. We're talking about the Yachal. Yeah, to make it easier, I'm going to refer to it strictly as Shitty Slime Tree. As the Shitty Slime Tree? Uh, yeah, yeah. Shitty Slime Tree is appropriate to its figure, but I, I think I do like the, the tree quite a bit. Oh, I mean, sure, yeah. I, I, I don't, I, it is a shitty slime tree. <laughs> it's my it's, shitty slime tree. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad monster. <laughs> uh, I like this guy quite a bit, especially compared to many of the other demons that we've had. I, I like this. I like this slimy, slimy, shitty, shitty tree. <laughs> a good fair bit. Yeah. Uh, and we'll find that, like, so, you know, in a nutshell, this is like a shapeshifter demon. It's another kind of spy figure, in many ways, kind of like an inquisitor and a servant to Lolth. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, this one is, like, very demon lord specific. Yeah. Which is the, it's the last demon and also the first one that is specific to a demon lord, really. Yeah, and like, I had no idea it would be this one. Like, I kind of eyeballed all of them, and I was like, oh, it's the it's like a weird drippy tree. It, maybe it's from the Far Realm and got changed, because it looks... Aberrant. It looks yeah, like an aberration. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> uh, I did not expect it to be a, a Lolf spy of sorts, like a Lolf servant. Yeah. Because uh, it ain't even got no spider bits on it. It doesn't even have eight limbs, no <laughs> there, matter what it says. There isn't even like a B-side drawing of a spider or a drow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's what it is. It's like a, it's a servant to Lolf who is like the spider queen, the patron to all the drow, the, the dark elves, uh, who's like a... a like, like we mentioned back in the lore episode, she's like a, a, a patron to spiders and like deceit and treachery yeah. uh, and malice and that kind of thing. Um, and so this this creature functions as like a servant within the the demon web, the demonic plane of existence in which Lolth lives. Yes. Uh, and and it, it's kind of it, it's neat. It's nice, you know. Like we like I quibbled about with Vrox which had, like, no place in the world aside from just, like, a greedy vulture. It's nice to get back into, like, what role this monster serves and what they are generally like and how they go about their business. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to have a lot to say about the weird way that these monsters live and go about their business that is not in the book. All right. And I'm interested in seeing where you go (laughs) with the knowledge that I will present in time. I'll stretch out my face so I can have (laughs) like, just like the most unrestrained reactions. Oh, okay. Uh, So while I stretch out my face, 
let's go into the episode. <laughs> So artistically, as mentioned, it's a big slimy tree. The, the, the book describes it as like a slime pillar. It really looks like a tree to me. Like yeah, it's got a it's hollow got, inside. Yeah, like it's a, got the cracks, like the, the open bit at the bottom that looks like the hollow yeah, bark like of a roots. tree. Yeah. It's got the, the thing up top, which looks like a dead tree's kind of like yeah, broken yeah, like trunk. Yeah, like cut off at the top. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Which is why I kind of jumped to aberration, not only because it's slimy, but because it has like an uh, kind of a wizened ancient shape because it has this kind of tree shape. Yeah. Uh, I can also like taking a closer look at it. It almost looks like it's a bunch of tentacles stranded together like a rope, you know, like a <laughs> yeah, whole bunch of just kind of like, like, you know, like a rat king where you just slapped a bunch of tentacles <laughs> together and they fused. It just kind of wrapped until they combined into a singular entity. Yeah, yeah. And then at the at the crest of the slime tree is just like a big old singular eyeball, which is the other reason why I thought it was an aberration, because that is a profoundly, you know, Lovecraft-ass looking kind of thing. Yeah, big single eyeball yeah. on a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in the way that D&D handles aberrations, yeah. it felt aberrant. And that's why I was kind of figuring that the Far Realm would have something to do with its ancestry but that does not seem to be the case um honestly like i kind of it, it reminds me of like an old-timey like 50s horror movie monster right like yeah. I could, like attack of the slime trees <laughs> it, the tree that came from the swamp it's very cool like it has that pale green coloring that is profoundly that genre of like uh, pulp horror and it's just like really good i like it and like its limbs are hooked and whatnot it looks just like it's very silly it's very pulpy it's like classic monster design where it's you know alien and also threatening and also just like gross like yeah, I was you don't want to touch you, it uh, you imagine touching it would be like touching drippy earwax and it's like no thanks yeah <laughs> yeah it's very it's very cool i like it quite a bit uh i think i think in terms of like demon design and especially like compared to the previous demons that we've had which have variously just been buff monster, like buff animals. This is the one that leans into it the most, leans into the gross part of the abyss the most, I think. Yeah, yeah, the gross part of the abyss. And then there's just like the gross side of monsters. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. A, lot of the, a lot of the things that we've had looked more like Space Jam villains than monsters. And this <laughs> is like identifiably, like the Hezro looks like it's the fucking uh, <laughs> monster squad or whatever, the mean. <laughs> the Monstars? Yeah, the Monstars. <laughs> And then this looks like an actual monster. Yeah. And I like it. What else do I have to say? I can't... Well, now I can't stop thinking about this thing being a monster is yeah. the problem. Well, that you've introduced that concept. Yeah, my... <laughs> slip that into a jersey. What number is it? 12? How do numbers in basketball work? I don't know. I don't know, know man. That is beyond <laughs> the purview beyond, of this episode. Yeah. This, is not, this is tooth and nail. Yeah. I'm not court and ball. That's about where, that's about where I stand. It's, it's the... I, I mean, like, you know... I guess, yeah, if a con has to be said for this monster, it would be that its physicality does not really represent what it is about, right? Like, there isn't any spider stuff. I don't really read Lolf iconography on this thing. And yeah. since it is so, you know, tied to that function, maybe it would have been nice to have a little bit more of that going on. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily have to. I think, yeah, a B-side of it turning into a spider or a drow or something would have been perfect. Yeah, just like a little bit of a... Cause... 
most of the monsters in this book you're supposed to be able to flip and you just kind of get it just yeah. by glancing at the picture yeah. and this one does nothing for you not a, yeah <laughs> not a single of that <laughs> yeah yeah i think that is i think that is a a new kind of article by which we can appreciate the art of what's going on here is like how much they convey what they're about in the immediate thing so like you know the rock needed a big pile of jewels next to yeah. it to, to convey that that is what it is about um I, and yeah yeah some of these monsters are kind of hit slash miss mm-hmm. on, on this on this topic i'm i'm noticing more and more yeah so speaking of what it is about let's uh let's do let's talk a little bit about the lore of this this chungus so the book tells us that the Yaklal, it is a, a handmaiden of Loth, an extension of the Spider Queen's will, dedicated to acting as her spies, taskmasters, and agents of villainy. Uh, <laughs> the book tells us that they hang out mostly in the demon web pits every now and again. So like the demon web pits, you know, is the, the home turf, the home plane, the home layer of the abyss that, that Loth lives in. Uh, every now and again, Loth will dispatch Yaklals into the material plane in order to, like, guard important stuff or just, like, serve her bidding and kind of, you know, protect some important VIP Loth people. Uh, kind of more interesting, like, and this is, like, a more interesting detail that we get about, that than we typically get about demon culture. The book tells us that Yaklals only exist in the demon web, like, they only form in there and that they don't hang out any other part of the abyss, which is cool. Yeah. Like, we, I, I kind of wish, like, and maybe when we get into Mordenkainen's, uh, or... I should really, one of these days, because we always talk about maybe they, what they expand on, and I, it's been so long since there, I looked at Bolos and Mordenkainen's that... There's a big chunk of demon. They stat out most of the demon lords. Yeah. Uh, maybe all of the demon lords, I can't remember. Um, no, I don't think Gratz gets... Ah, whatever. They, they stat out a lot of demon lords, possibly all of them. I think that there's a big chunk of extra demons as well, and I think I would have liked, like, this is Demogorgon's favorite demon, and this is Gratz. I mean, right. like, we know about Cambians and whatnot, or, but you get the idea. Like, yeah. this is the one for each each of the ones, and not just, like, the Chimeras and the whatever. Uh, I think that would have been been cool and worthwhile, and we'll, we'll, we'll look at that at some point, a thousand years from now, yeah. uh, and see how well that fleshes out some of this Abyss stuff, because that is kind of what the Abyss is about, is, like, go to each layer and see what weird shit's up in there. <laughs> uh, and, and it's cool to have a have a dedicated demon for for that kind of aspect of the abyss. And then the and then the second paragraph we get is mostly just like physicality stuff. So it tells us about what the Yoklal does. It, it transforms. This is a shape changer. It can transform into spiders and drows. Uh, and then also, you know, it just looks like a slimy tree, as we have mentioned. Um, Kind of a minor point is that the tree is also poisonous, which we'll find to be true in the stat block as well. Right. I think in terms of, like, adventure hooks, I, I mean, like, you could do an entire Underdark thing. Like, this could be the cute marriage of Underdark shit into demon shit. Like, you know, if you want to start out doing drow stuff and then make your way into abyss stuff, this would be the the way to do it. And I think it doesn't out of the, or into the abyss, the, the module, it begins in the Underdark, right? As I recall. I think... Yes, out of the abyss. I think is what it. it I, I'm pretty sure it starts in like a drow city or a prison or something yeah. like that. Yeah, as, as I recall, that might be that as it's well. Mostly under dark stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So so I'm guessing if there's you know a link into the demon web and the abyss, it is probably through these guys. Uh, but that could within your campaign as well. If you're you know wanting to make the shift from under dark stuff into 
Lolf and demon stuff writ large. I've maybe you're doing like Game of Thrones, but underground. <laughs> this would be the you know the monster to start introducing some of the demon stuff. I think if if not you know, uh, Glabretsus, which every now and again are tied to to underdark stuff as well. Um, beyond that, like it seems like this is also a good dungeon filler enemy, right? Oh. Like when you're for whatever reason we go into the underdark to go fight some drow matriarch. This would be, you know, a nice, like, little set-piece encounter where you go to the room and then the drow priestess suddenly turns into a big gross tree. Oh, fuck. Also, there's a vibe this, like, just the art, really, that this monster gives me that even though it is so weird and not what we're used to with monsters, there's something about it that looks like a classic... Do you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. weird slimy tree looks like a classic RPG monster that yeah. you find in a dungeon. Yeah. But, like, I can't think of why that feels that way. It's, uh, so, to me, uh, like I said, I think it stems from the similar kind of pulp thing where, like, it's so green and slimy and messy. It's, like, so traditionally monstrous. It feels also, like, profoundly alien in that, like, 80s choose-your-own-adventure way. Yeah, like, this would be in a, a Baldur's Gate dungeon with a beholder or something. Yeah. Like, just a, just a dungeon crawly sword and board, like, yeah. run around thing i can just imagine the cobblestone bricks and a slimy tree moving across it yeah and i have no in no way have i ever seen this monster yeah outside. yeah it is very it has like a good iconic feel to it uh just because it's so unique compared yeah. to what we've seen so far it's very tightly designed yeah 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 the the artistic representation of this is quite good i like the way this thing looks um I, and then also, you know, like, there is a character to this, right? Like, it can lie and do deceit and has its own motivations, uh, whether, you know, to, to serve a larger entity. So, like, this could also be, like, the reveal of an antagonist, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going up against a specific drow this entire time, and then, you know, the big fight happens, and, whoa, shit, it's a demon! That could be a very interesting moment as well, which means that, like, this is another in a set of demons that could be, you know, have a personality ascribed to them. It it helps that this is m probably mainly because it can shape, 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 change. This is one of the only demons that can speak multiple languages. Yeah. So, like, that's a really neat, like, yeah. you could put this thing into a bunch of situations now, knowing that it can do that. Yeah. How cool would it be if, like, this was the, your... Your Dritz subversion, right? <laughs> like if this entire time this cool drow is like, oh yeah, my OC character, and then it like turns into a big gross <laughs> demon, like, and then it's like a big betrayal or something. That could be quite interesting and cool. Uh, or even in like, like this could also be, you know, a plot twist uh, for an encounter early in a dungeon, right? Like, because it can transform into a spider as well. Yeah. I can imagine like, and, and in some ways this could also be like, your the ace up your sleeve right if your giant spider encounter did not go quite so well <laughs> right like if you planned them to fight like five giant spiders and they go through it fairly easily oh shit one of them turns into a demon that could <laughs> be yeah that's a pretty good little thing to have in your sleeve yeah right? yeah in your back pocket just in case uh yeah yeah so like and then because they are particularly servile to lol we have a series of potential kind of plot beats and plot elements that are particular to a larger entity, right? So, like, if if you're doing, you know, War of the Abyss, which we've kind of discussed as, like, a campaign structure where you get into all the, the large politics of all of the uh, demon lords and whatnot, this could be... This could be the commander on the Lulth side that uh, kind of helps articulate some of those plot beats and presents 
you know, that that faction writ large, which is cool. Yeah. 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 So there's something else you should know about these slimy trees. Yeah. Uh, and this here comes from previous lore established in the universe. Yes. Um, the reason that the Yachlols, uh mainly are, they are only made in the demon web and they reside mostly only in the demon web away from the rest of the demons mm -hmm. is because uh, they are behaviorally completely different from all the other demons. Like in... They have sort of like the uh, drow slash, uh, let's call it human, human kind of mind conscious consciousness. Like they're self-aware? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that this cites, uh, they, although as they are demons, they delight in both cruelty and combat. They relish domination, blah, blah, blah. Sure, demon stuff. It's demon stuff. They are also, they can also build friendships yeah, they are the they are well well known well known creatures to make genuine friendships, hmm. uh, and they do so occasionally with charismatic mortals, hmm. but they will not and cannot do it with other demons huh. because they hate demons and demons hate them because they are the chosen of Loth. Like they are given automatically such high. Yeah, high position that all other demons hate them. Right, because they automatically start out. <laughs> yeah, like not as scrubs. They're not like part of the hierarchy. Right. At all. They're yeah. They break the demon economy, which is also kind of an interesting thing. So this could, you know, if you're if we're playing into demon politics stuff, this could be both like a target and also your way into the larger conflict. Right. Like if a Yaklal starts getting friendly with you, then suddenly you're on Loth's side and are doing Loth stuff. Alternatively, like, you know, some Baylor just loathes this thing for existing. This could be the the target of, like, an assassination mission of sorts. Yeah. Uh, which could be quite cool, especially since it can shape change. And then <laughs> I, I can imagine, like, you know, a big encounter just, like, in a room full of drow, and you do the, like, your thing, your target smokes with their left hand. And, <laughs> you know, that, that whole thing, which is always fun to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's also this weird thing that they they don't form rivalries amongst each other like all other demons do mm -hmm. because they all kind of just collectively see themselves as serpents. Right, they are legion. Yeah, and because of this, they don't ever have a like they don't have a what's the word vying that they don't. There are no schisms. They're not looking to gain power. Right. Ever. They do not care what their place in the blood wars are, mm -hmm. and they are the only demon that feels that way. That's interesting. That's interest. That's an interesting dichotomy where we get at once a demon that has a personality and also like a singular function, right? Because usually, like when we get that kind of trope. Yeah. It's just like, I only serve my queen and I have no personality otherwise. It's neat to have, like, it would be kind of a fun character to write for is this this thing that is both totally servile, but also has, like, not aspirations, but, like, traits. Yeah, right? it's 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 weird because, like, it's, it's a demon who lives to serve this one demon lord and her will, but mm -hmm. doesn't give a shit about the rest of demon kind, yeah. but is also capable of making friendships and relationships with mortals. Yeah. But then, as this says, they are still demons, so they're incapable of feeling, like, sorrow. Right. The, it, it references that if, like, they can literally, like, partner with oh, mortals. Great. Yeah, it's, we're, we're, yeah. So yeah, like, what, whatever. The further back we get, it, 
the farther back we go into it's additions, the not, more pictures of tree turning into sexy drow. Yeah, not necessarily the important part. The part yeah. is that they form like they can literally form a genuine relationship with right. a mortal. But then, like, if they are killed, they don't mourn, mm. but they just get angry at the thing that killed them. They kill it, and then they just move on move and forget on. it ever happened and go back to serving lol. That's neat. It's like they have all this personality possibility, but then they're still demons. Yeah. So, like... That could lend itself well to, like, a Red Scare kind of thing. Like, um, like you know, any of us could be a demon, right? Like, <laughs> right. It, which is really fun because the old versions of these could also turn into humans. Yeah. Not just drow. Yeah. That would be kind of a cool way to flavor it. And in fact, I would probably just, you know, make like a, a Yakala that can turn into a, just a regular elf as well. Yeah. Just to have this kind of instant, you know, you could like... Also works better for spies, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to like, yeah. And then you could have like a cool segment where you seek out the, the hidden demon in the, the community. Uh, which would be neat. And then, like, you know, because Yakhlels are not necessarily evil in this scenario, it could be, you know, emotionally resonant as well. If, you know, if it's a character that your characters like. Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I, I do wish just a little bit of that, like, um, there, like, there's a little bit of the they don't really deal with demon stuff, but I wish there was a little bit more yeah. of like the they they yeah, have that a personality that causes them to actually make friendships and stuff. I wish that would just like a little sentence. Yeah, even that would have been cool. That would have been a cool little addition because uh, I think that is a really helpful way to get into demon culture uh, if you are interested in demon culture as a DM. Yeah, neat. I like it. You want to talk about mechanical stuff? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Alternatively, we could just not and go home. <laughs> I think I'm done, actually. All right. Well, farewell. So mechanically, the Yachlal, it is a medium, fiend, demon slash shape changer, chaotic evil in alignment. Its CR is 10. We're getting, you know, in the mid-game stuff. Yeah. It's a good good time to be. We're getting the fun spells, doing the cool stuff. Its defenses are a little bit weak. It's only got a tiny little AC of 15, which is low for its CR. And then it also has pretty tiny, like, measlier HP of 136. Uh, its movement is kind of interesting, so it's a sticky. It's kind of the it's the little bit of you know thread web, so to speak, uh, <laughs> that we get for for it being a spider monster, where uh, it does get some web capabilities and then also can spider climb, uh, and also you know pursuant to that gets a climb speed of thirty feet in addition to its regular run speed of thirty feet. Uh, in terms of its extra stuff, uh, its attributes are pretty you know like uniformly good right like yeah. the average is about 15 14 uh and then it has a, a pretty high constitution as well yeah everything's positive yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good strong thing uh its saving throws are pretty pretty good pretty defensively strong it gets bonuses to dex intelligence wisdom and charisma uh which means that you know it's going to be statistically pretty strong against spells as is so often the case with demons it's got neat little skill bonuses as well. It gets bonuses to deception and insight, which are like pretty considerable. Like it got a plus ten deception. Uh, yeah, I 
I hate when they like say this monster it does spy stuff and it, it blends into human society and then they give it no yeah. charisma skills. They're it's, just yeah. it can it sure can do that. Roll yeah. your with a plus three, I guess. Yeah, no, like, mechanically <laughs> this actually works as an inquisitor and a spy, and yeah. like it it's good. I like it. And like the inside is great. Like you could feasibly do an entire like social adventure path with this thing. Like you could have a series of sessions where you're trying to out manipulate this you know to your to the best of your knowledge drow uh and and it could be very cool and like the 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 knowledge of it being a demon could be like something to be used against it right like if 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 i i don't know it could be knowledge to be used against it right like this could lead itself to a neat little scene where you know you break into the the diplomat's house or whatever and you find out oh shit it's a demon the entire time whether it's like you know of drow origin or of just regular elven origin if you you know decide to muck around with that a little bit yeah uh it could be cool in terms of its resistances and resiliences and immunities they are about what you'd expect it's got the cold fire and lightning resistances as well as the resistance to uh mundane physical damage uh, and then it also has the, and this is the last time we get to say this for demons, <laughs> spoiler alert for devils, uh, it is immune to poison and the poison condition. Farewell. <laughs> Farewell that. Uh, in terms of its senses, it gets dark vision out to 120 feet and has a you know reasonable passive perception of 12. And then in terms of languages, uh, it gets abyssal and elvish and undercommon. Yeah, which... Giving it just strictly Elvish as a language is interesting because yeah. generally Drow are just kind of said to speak under common anyway. Yeah. So like that does sort of imply that. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining like this could be cool if we're taking it like you know rules as written. This could be a cool like you know don't shoot. I'm a defector. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh shit, that Drow speaks Elven. It's gonna tell us all sorts of Drow shit, <laughs> and then it's like a double agent kind of thing where you know it's feeding Elvish information back to Loth or whatever. That could yeah. be kind of cool slowly corrupting the, the city of elves yeah into lulf, lulf, yeah what's the word like soften it up and for like a, a you know a takeover yeah. of some sort yeah that could be quite cool also you know notably it doesn't have telepathy which kind yeah. of reinforces that like you know this demon is apart from other demons yeah and it's does out not. of the demon hive mind yeah yeah which is cool and i, I like that as well quite a bit um let's talk about some of its traits yeah uh, so what we get, we get Shape Changer, which I feel like we've had before. Yes, we have. It was for the one that can turn into like a toad and is that a thing I'm remembering? Hold on. I can't remember. I'm sure we've talked about it before. Regardless, uh, it basically just means that it can use an action to polymorph into, in this case, either, uh, just a, a lady drow or a giant spider, um, or, you know, use it, that action again to turn it back into its form. Oh, it was that we were talking about. Neat. Um, its statistics are the same in each form, meaning that it can cast all of its spells and take all of these actions and whatnot, regardless of the shape it's in. Uh, and then, you know, as is so often the caveat, the equipment changes with it, right? So no no stealing the drow sword or whatever. I love the idea that this goop tree can speak like Elvish and common, yeah. and, or abyssal elvish under common and that the spider can also yeah. <laughs> just just a fucking big spider speaking elegant elvish yeah. at you just like huh yeah that could also be a really cool reveal <laughs> yeah i like that i like that quite a bit um it gets the magic resistance that we've seen for every demon thus far it you know it gets advantage to saving throws against spells and spell effects 
uh, which means that, you know, the casters will have some difficulty doing their magics up against this guy. It also gets Spider Climb, it being kind of spidery in origin. It can climb up difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings, without needing to make any a check any check whatsoever. Uh, I, I never quite understand what to do with this vis-a-vis -vis these things also having climb speed, right? Like, if they can just walk up the thing anyway, why give it a climb speed I at think all? Spider Climb gives it the climb speed. Oh, I'm okay. pretty sure. Okay, and then Spider Climb just also has that little caveat of, like, it's just running up and can do it upside down or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, hey, we got some innate spellcasting as well. Yeah! <laughs> which is cool. Uh, the Yachlal, its spellcasting ability is Charisma, because uh, it's kind of like a warlock, right? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. serving a, a greater patron. I think that it, it's probably because it's a lull thing, too, because drows are, their whole thing is kind of charisma-based spellcasting. Yeah, yeah, like tieflings, they kind of have that, like, quality to them. Yeah. That, like, I guess that's... dish thing. I guess the idea charisma is like the innate yeah like, just like i'm magical by nature yeah it all comes from me like yeah. that's kind of the thing that yeah. fifth edition does yeah that makes sense uh the spell save dc is 16 which is average for its uh cr and the yachlal has a set of spells three where at will it can cast detect thoughts and web and detect thoughts is a really good like inquisitor spell it's a good investigation spell you know you can read the minds of the things that are around it yeah uh which again helps it be a spy which like man why didn't the like the what was the the nalfeshni like <laughs> nalfeshni, didn't i think and then uh, like you know the 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 three other demons yeah. that are spies yeah, yeah, yeah. like man <laughs> how come this one gets to be the one the weird slime tree the weird come slime on. tree that only serves loth gets to be the one that is an actual good spy it's all that drow favoritism yeah boo <laughs> so it gets that spell which is a good spell at will as much as it likes you know good spy and then it also gets web because it's you know spider-ish in origin uh which is you know mostly a restraining spell but also can provide you know some like light obscuration if it needs to like make a getaway of some kind i gotta say like the idea that this thing's true form is the slime pillar and yeah. like it's got the spider climb in the web i cannot help but think that this imply this all implies that the slime is just so incredibly oh, sticky yeah it just like yeah, to a wall kind of and then out. just kind of like slurps up the wall and it shoots web which is just it's gross slime yeah like. yeah that's better that's better than what i was thinking i was kind of because we don't really see what it is in motion we see that it kind of sits on its trunk yeah i was kind of imagining it moving on its tree limbs like a centipede and oh. then like the web would come out of its trunk butt as huh. it's crawling um I, I just assumed it would just kind of like like kind of just wiggle around gross shimmy wiggled with it leaving like a slime trail and yeah like, yeah that that also worked because we we it, this is not the first time that something has compared this to a roper which is a similar thing it's like a stump with a bunch of tentacles yeah uh so i can imagine it, them moving similarly but i also kind of like it kind of crawling like a spider on its that is body. also horrifying yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's get web. It also once per day can cast dominate person, which is also a really good spy move. You know, it's a debuffer. You basically just for a minute, uh, can just have total more or less control over this thing unless something hits it yeah. effectively, uh, which is a good spy spell. And then also is a good uh, defensive spell within a real fight is, you know, it's a, a useful thing to help turn some allies against them for at least a couple turns or maybe a turn or two, Yeah, uh, which is good. In terms of its actions, the Yachlal gets a multi-attack where it gets to make two, you know, melee attacks because we don't exactly know in what form it will be. 
Uh, it makes, you know, the nondescript slam attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where it gets a plus six to hit, which is a little bit like, so it, it gets to make two of these things. They, they got a plus six to hit, which is a little bit below average in accuracy and also a little bit below average in damage as well, where um, the, you know, on a hit, the target takes five, 1d6 plus two bludgeoning damage uh, or possibly piercing if it's a spider. Uh, plus 21, 66 poison damage, um, which means that, you know, if it's getting two of these, the damage is quite a bit below average uh, for its CR, and then also the accuracy is a bit below average as well, making this kind of, like, kind of, like, dominantly kind of a spy creature. And, like, there's a couple, there's another thing that they get that kind of feeds into this as well. This is, I don't think it would be that thrilling to fight by itself, no. Uh, but it it's like it it serves its socialite role quite well, right? So like um, so that you know that being what it is, the other thing it gets is called mist form, where the yachlal uh, it transforms into like a big old mist, like Dracula, uh, and then it 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 can you know while it is in mist form, the yachlal it can't take any of its like primary actions, but it does get a flying speed where it can fly around and hover. And can go through, you know, it can pass through spaces, whether they be a person or just like a tiny little crack or whatever. Um, it gets, furthermore, it gets advantages on uh, strength and dex and con saves. And then it also becomes immune to non magical damage, right? So like right. It, it becomes as mist. Um, so like this, you know, this, this can function as like an escape dominantly more than anything else, right? Like that's how I read it as like, oh shit, the game's fuck <laughs> and then they just peace out right yeah i like it can be used offensively but it's for sure the yeah. peace out like... yeah it feels more like an escape than anything else and this could be a neat way of preserving your villain if you like make a yachlal with a personality that is very cool the 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 melee or like the the combative function of this is that you know it's a poison mist so the yachlal can do that thing that we all did in uh castlevania symphony of the night where we just hang out over someone's face until they, they, they <laughs> and like you know in this case it doesn't do any damage it just poisons them until the next until the start of their next turn uh with kind of a, a measly little dc of 14 uh a dc 14 con save but you know this is like uh this could also feed into their escape in some way where you know we poison them so that they can't attack us as easily or you know make their their checks as easily and then we just bail right, right? uh and, and, you know, especially since, like, as the book says, or, like, as the stat block says, when a creature is poisoned in this particular way, the target becomes incapacitated. Uh, so this is, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card in, in so many ways. Yeah, then knock them out, and then, whoop, bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is quite cool. I guess, you know, could also feasibly be used in combat if we're incapacitating them as well. Uh, yeah, if you can if you can chain incapacitations on the party, that, yeah. that might be... Yeah, so so it's every time a creature starts its turn with the Yachlal in, in the space, so like you can't really chain it. Oh, super it does, well. so yeah, it doesn't stay incapacitated if yeah, you leave. Because it only lasts one turn right. if you fail. I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, it, like it can't be chained, but like maybe like, so like, you know, obviously this could be a good add monster if like this and then a draw priestess or whatever. Uh, this could be, you know, I lock down the thing and dominate the people and debuff and restrain and do all these things with my webs and such. Uh, and that could be quite good while doing some kind of minuscule uh, damage in a melee function. Um, I should also mention that when it's a slimy tree, their their slam gets a 10-foot reach. So, like, there's a little bit there. You know, like, the, the Yahuwah could, like, run up 
slap and then run up a wall or something like that. Right. Uh, so, like, I could see this being kind of a keep-away debuffer uh, in a larger fight, but as it is, it feels like like this is the kind of monster that avoids fighting, and, like, this is this spy creature uh, is mostly going to bail when when trouble goes around, and that this is more functional for a socialite kind of thing. Right, like I can imagine this being kind of a cool chase where the drow spy gets away and fuck, it's running up the side of the castle. <laughs> we gotta go get it. Oh fuck, it's turning to miss. Fuck, we need to capture it. And then like, you know, it gets away and it becomes this entire, like this attack of the clones-esque uh, <laughs> intrigue section where, oh, we gotta use, there's a little bit of slime on this leaf that I can't identify. <laughs> uh, and, and that could be kind of a, a cool, interesting sequence. <laughs> The drow. We saw a drow walking through the court. They left a trail of slime behind. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be cool, and I like that. You know, because this is the first first time in a long series of monsters that has felt more like... I mean, like, the closet is, yeah, closet accepting. It feels like most of the other demons are built to be fighting mm -hmm. in, some, in some regard. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice to have a more technical monster that seems to be more for the, the, the social encounters and whatnot. And honestly, like, the only thing that keeps this from being a, like, a stat block for a rogue spy is a stealth score? Yeah. Because, like, the if reading the paragraph means anything, like, in drow form, they also get the poison damage, yeah, which yeah. is basically sneak attack damage yeah. for an NPC. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Uh, so giving it like a stealth score would I think would just like bump combat difficulty up just a little bit, but yeah. they didn't do that. Yeah. And I think that's a very interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. They did not decide to make it an assassin kind of DPS yeah. monster. Even and though like it would have been the easiest yeah, choice for them. Like, yeah. Like... They very, they very well could have. And, you know, I can imagine, you know, the Yahlal Lord that is the next stage up having a sneak attack or whatever, or put like a their, cutting action. Put all their drow eggs in one basket, just like, this is our really cool assassin spy shape changer demon. Like, yeah. But yeah, but they didn't do that. It said it's just a spy shape changer, just like a, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that is <laughs> that is cool and has its own function, which means that like this could be like a good mastermind villain where like, you know, it's bringing some, some drow assassins with it to do whatever it needs to do, or, you know, sending its assassins out to do whatever. Like that could be like that could be a really good campaign structure just written for you right there where it's like, you know, oh, no, the Elven Queen has been murdered by a clear drow arrow. And then we go into the Underdark and we try to find the, the culprit and then, oh, shit, it's a demon. So we have to go into the demon pits and find Loth. And then, oh, we're getting embroiled into demon culture and, you know, into this larger fight in the abyss. Like, good shit. Like this, yeah. you know, where most monsters... Like, the bullet is just a random encounter fight, <laughs> whereas this basically writes you a campaign right now. Like, this is basically written you six sessions worth of stuff. Yeah. And something interesting I hadn't really thought of was the idea of multiple of these being sent on the same spy mission. Yeah. Because they work... Yeah, like, they could work they in work pairs. They work perfectly yeah. together with no conflict amongst them because yeah. they're all just, like, the perfect servants for Loth. Yeah, there could so. be, like, a big old cabal of Yachlal drow spies or whatever. It's just, like, imagining, like, the court the court scene or whatever where in the middle of just something tragic happens and terrible and everybody's like, ah! And then five of those people just stand straight up and it's just demon tree. Yeah, that would be quite cool. Where like, you know, you take them to elf court or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, way they all more turn into... demon elves than you thought. Yeah, yeah, that could be quite cool. I like that quite a bit. Nice, nice. It's nice to have like a, a social monster. 
That's what they're doing. They're slowly replacing all the elves with demon trees. Oh no, that's that's <laughs> what it is. It's simulation back to the Red Scare. <laughs> okay, who who among us could be the demon? It could be you. Spoiler alert: It's everybody. Mm. We're all demons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad that we you know ended demons on this really strong demon. Yeah, like, instead of ending on like rock where we're just like yeah, lukewarm. Yeah. Oh, it's a vulture. <laughs> Yeah, like this and uh, Garistros uh, and, I don't know, Quasits were really cool. I, I'm glad that we ended with what I think might be one of, if not my favorite demon. Yeah. Uh, just because of its application. Yeah, right? it's got a lot of possibilities. Yeah, which is cool. And, like, it writes, it, it provides the little kernel of, like, fascination that you can run with. You know, you can take this cool interesting circumstance and run with it uh which i think is you know very valuable and i think this is one of the demons that do does that best yeah or at least one of the monsters that we've had so far that does that best right is provide you with uh a possibility yeah yeah it's cool i give it in uh, i don't want to give it an actual numerical S- score i was gonna say seven and a half limbs out of eight limbs <laughs> not the full eight limbs yeah yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave us a good review on wherever you may be listening to it. Or if you super duper like us, feel free to check us out on nerdsmith.org where you can give us money if you would like. I would like. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, That's just me. Yeah, that's just me, you know. (laughs) That's just like my opinion. Uh, If you did not like this episode, if you did not like the slimy tree and that you thought we're, we're weird... And like maybe like a little like uncomfortable, like we remind you of like an ex or something <laughs> that you parted terms with badly and it's just not for you. Uh, we can understand that. Instead, we might direct you to the rest of the stuff on nerdsmith.org. <laughs> the rest of it. Yeah. We're not on any of that. You're, yeah, we're not fine. on any of that. Uh, but but you might find something you'd like uh, to help, you know, just like make you make you help make you your journey on. through life a yeah. little bit easier. Uh, in the meantime... <laughs> What's a good creature comfort for for this one? Uh, I'm just like blow dry the the scum off of you, the slime. Dude, wash your fucking face. Yeah, like, wash your just... face. I feel like that's I feel like that's a little bit of a cop out. No, is, I feel like yeah. that's that's the low hanging fruit. Nurture your friendships. Yeah, yeah. Get it? Yeah, nurture some friendships, even if they're based on hatred and servitude. <laughs> Uh, go go out there and make some friends so you can betray them for your your lord later on. Your lord, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, have a good day. <laughs> Bye.